Welcome to the official Iconoclastically Bombastic Sports College Football Playoff Preview Show. And now, here is your host, Chase Howell. Welcome to the IB Sports Livecast. Just getting things started here. Have a few technical difficulties, but still figuring this uh, new system out. Lots of things to talk about. First thing off, Pete Rose. Pete Rose was denied reinstatement by the new commissioner of baseball, and it doesn't come as a surprise, even though it looked like Pete was on track to becoming reinstated. But from what we understand, Pete is still gambling on baseball. What you have to understand is that with this going on, with them allowing Pete back into baseball as far as coming on the facility, he's commentating for Fox. He was allowed into all-star games. For him to still, for him to still gamble, it's just it just shows a level of tone deafness that's kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> Pete, I'm not sure what he was thinking there. Uh, I wish I had the clip, and it's very funny, actually, because he says, I don't need the DraftKings, I'm not a stockbroker, I just got to have a life, and I got to do a little gambling. But on the like the non-lighter side, gambling is a problem. It's a serious problem. It's an illness. It's an addiction. And most people believe clinically that it is. So I don't understand why baseball constantly keeps him out for something that might not be in his control anymore. That's the irony of it all. We should have some callers in soon, but I'm just amazed. And the commissioner said that eventually Pete did admit to betting on baseball. And, again, you just got to think about you're trying to get back into the good graces of baseball. And basically all you have to do is stop gambling. And you don't do it. That is the amazing thing, the most amazing thing that I take away from all of this. Let me see if I can post the link to the thing in the page. So here we go. Click the link to follow. Setting it up for you to listen and or to call. And other topics, we have Serena Gate, obviously. There seems to be a lot of controversy around Serena frequently, and I think a lot of it is false false controversy. Now, there's there's this thing, because Serena is a black athlete, and she's a woman, and to some degree she's not shaped like a normal woman. Some of that goes into blackness. Some of that goes into just her masculinity to some degree. There's a masculine nature to Serena that people, I think, would be no matter what. And then there is her being a black woman. But everything doesn't have to be controversial. That's what I don't understand. 
everything about Serena, everything that she does. In this particular case, they wanted to put the horse that won the Triple Crown. I can't even remember it. And people are saying, oh, that's racist. But the problem is, this is not something that's unusual. The last horse that won the Triple Crown, Secretariat, was on the Sports Century. I don't know. if they, I think Sports Century might have named it Athlete of the Year. But it was named at number 34 of the century, last century. All the athletes of the last century, Secretariat, a horse was ranked. People like horse racing, and they have this nostalgia about these horses that win the Triple Crown. So, I mean, that's a lot what it was. It has nothing to do with Serena. They wanted the horse to be on top of everybody. Serena was number two. So, well, in their minds, because the readers did a poll, and then the the real people did their uh, thing as well. So it wasn't really directed at Serena, but you have false controversy, false outrage, or people with outrage that don't have all the facts. And that's where that comes from. And then you just you find the news of Serena <laughs> uh, taking a cab in her own charity race. I don't think that's the first time she forgot to finish, or not forgot, but that's not the first time that she missed her own race either. There, there was another time, I think, that she didn't finish her own race. I think I have my brother on the line. I'm going to try to patch him in, even though I just unplugged myself. There's a lot to talk about. The Warriors streak ended recently. We got a lot of football news. Just saw that LeGarrette Blunt is out for the season. How does that affect, affect the Patriots, which effectively, in my mind, they're not going to run the ball anymore, which if I was a Patriots fan, I would be concerned about that. The fact that I'm not going to have any running game whatsoever and Brady's passing 60 times, which I think maybe it's possible for them to win like that. But I think there are times where they do need to run a game. They have relied on the the Grays, the Jonas Grays, and the LeGarrette Blunts of the world to take advantage of some mismatches. But the Lions are bad this year. I'm not sure how well they can run block. My brother is on the line, so we will see what he wants to talk about. I'm sure there's lots of slander coming, as he would call it. Let's see if we can patch him through. And we've got a couple people. Got another person on hold. I think I'm, I think I'm in now. How's it going? Go ahead, brother. What are you saying? I was just saying I think I'm in. I was that's how you're doing. Um, we got to stop with the Serena slander, man. Like it, it is what it is, man. She a little bit. She's like a middle linebacker of an athlete. She <laughs> usually plays herself into shape during the tournaments anyway. You can't expect her to be in shape in the off season. She's not even in shape when she comes to the non majors, man. Stop it. <laughs> don't have a race. Why why is she having a race as a charitable thing? She should do tennis as a charitable thing. Or basketball. Athlete, man. I wouldn't do it. I ran track and played basketball. I was famous. I would not be doing how many athletes do she's been hanging around those uh European girls too long those those saltine girls and so she thinks she can have charity five K and she can't run a five K. Man, a lot of people can't run a five K. She's trying to help promote uh help <laughs> with the young black community. You know black people don't run, man. She's just trying to help out. And so the example that she says is not finishing her race. <laughs> man, y'all ain't have to follow her with the cameras. <laughs> no, that probably wasn't necessary either, no. <laughs> is there anything else? That you would like to discuss. Let's get to the Warriors, man. Let's get here early. I need to get to these Warriors now. I'm over it. So, 
So let's start with this, man. I love the Warriors. The undefeated thing was such a nice story. I mean, they really are making basketball exciting. It's a great time for basketball. But people got to slow down. One first and foremost, Steph is at a pace that he is not going to keep up this entire season. My man is not going to shoot 11 threes a game, shooting 48%. Everybody's got to stop with this greatest team ever stuff, this. They're unbeatable This is the Suns on steroids right now, okay? Like, they are very much a, still a regular season team in my book. I'm still among the people that think they got lucky last year. They will have to prove it to me and get in the playoffs. I don't think they're built to go back-to-back. They are a great team. I even think they're historically great. And in most runs, I think that they would easily go back-to-back. But I don't think that they'll win this year. It wouldn't shock me if they're out in the conference finals this year, to be completely honest with you. Steph's amazing. He's by far, and I mean this, he's by far the best offensive player in the league. Um, but that team has some holes in it. And, and it's just funny that they're not actually playing the only couple good teams in the West. What, on these lines. what holes you know, do you first. see? What holes have you seen with them? Uh, so first and foremost, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, they're not getting to the line much. Like, in the playoffs, that's going to be important. They're not getting to the line. Um, they are hitting threes. They're playing very well defensively, but they're not playing that well from an efficiency standpoint in the half-court set. Um, so I just think there you can beat them up inside. Um, I think when they play the Spurs and you you got Duncan in, in L.A. there, um, I think they're going to have some problems. I even think OKC, when they bring the brunch unit in and bring in Cantor, I think they can give them some problems. I think there's some teams that can give them problems. I still think that the Clippers play them well, and that would be an interesting seven-game series. With all the Clippers' problems, they were still up 30 on them. Let's not forget that. They just choked it away. So, I mean, I think there are teams that match up well with them in the West. I just need to see them actually play those teams in a seven-game series. So, I've seen nothing over the last, 14 months that really changes my mind about the teams I think match up, they match up well. And that Cleveland was Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's a different ball club. So, I mean, I think before we crown them, we need to slow down a little bit and realize that it's an NBA season, not an NFL season. Five to three. A barometer. Stay with you guys. They are doing amazing things. Stay with me on the line. I'm not even going to put you on hold, but let's see where we at. I think it might be Allen, but Five four zero, name in town, sir or ma'am. Maurice Aces, and I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, this is Maurice. All right, what's up, Maurice? We want to talk about today. You can defend our team if you want. Well, let's. Oh okay. yeah, let's get into this. I got, I got, I got, I got a few topics to talk about if you got the time. But since we're on basketball right now, <laughs> and we're talking about teams in the West. What the hell is wrong with the Houston Rockets, man? I'm telling you, I, I just don't Your understand. Team, tell us, a, man. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can't figure it out myself, man. Like, and I watch every single Rockets game, and I know we suck, and I still watch every game. I force myself to do it. So I'm not understanding. We have the same team as we had last year, even added Ty Lawson, which has been nothing to us so far. I'm just not understanding, man, like, Harden is finally getting back to his 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 status that he was last year. First, me and Corey was talking about it 
uh, earlier this this um, today. But first he started off a little slow, but I think he's getting back to his old Harden, you know, balling out, playing a little bit of defense. He's not he's still not going to ever be a Bruce Bowen, but I think he stepped his defensive game up a little bit. His shooting, his balls are starting to finally, you know, drop the. He's been hitting threes now. I think last night he hit like six threes. So he's finally starting to get in his groove. But we hit 19 threes on the Denver Nuggets last night, and we still lost. I mean, obviously, obviously I know why we're losing because it's obvious the team defense sucks. But, yep. Ronnie, in your opinion, like what, like what has changed, you know, in just eight months to make this team go from top four in the West to bottom four in the West? I'll, I'll let Corey answer because I, I mean I'm watching them, but I'm not as following them as closely as I could to diagnose their problems in an intellectual manner. Corey, what's wrong with them? Uh, all right, so I'm gonna just put it real simple. I mean it's mental. So last year the Rockets were playing a chip on their shoulder. Howard got hurt. They're all hustling hard. They're all like kind of playing like a scrappy team. They were playing like they were literally the Western Conference version. Um, and this season to disrespect all their role players, but they're kind of the Western Conference version of what Cleveland was in the finals. Play really hard on defense, get hard in the ball, let him create everything and all of the offense, and everyone else just play their role. Them and the Clippers have somehow gotten bored with the regular season, but they've never done a thing in the playoffs. Like they've won. It's like they're winning. <laughs> it's like they won. They've gotten bored with the regular season. Like they're somehow good. The Rockets were top six defense last year. Now they're a bottom six defense, and it's all effort. You know where the effort starts with? Number 13, because he was actually above average in defense last year, and now he's back to harm and not playing a lick of defense, <laughs> and that trickles down to everyone else. And as much as he might not want to take blame for it, it's reflection of the leadership, and they're getting coaches fired, and stay back to two years ago, one in the playoffs. I mean, you really think playoffs, man? Like, cause I'm watching them, and I'm not even considering playoffs, man. Like, there's all this is that, man. Like, watching this team, dude, I swear to you. Like, Dwight Howard, there was some report that came out today and said that, oh, he's tired of being the number two to Harden, and he wants to be the outcome. Dude, you can't, I mean, get in the post. and He can't like, stay on the field. He can't stay on the court. And, and then we like, can talk about that. How could you be the guy when you can't even play the game? I'm I'm really not seeing – I mean, I understand we, we probably would get hot a little bit and maybe get in, you know, 16, something like that. But, dude, I can't even take playoffs right now, man. It's, it's to the point where if we took Harden off that team, I really think the Sixers would be a better team. Real talk. I really think the Sixers would have a better record than us right now. I mean, they would I'm, assu- I'm assuming that they are going to figure it out by the second half of the season and be respectable, get to like a fifth seed. That's what I've always assumed. I haven't been – that concerned about it, but one of uh, someone just commented the the Mimi the mean Mimi the mean King or whatever he is one of the mean brothers says Maurice hashtag oh, here, we go. here we go with your little B crap. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like when that happened, though, Steve, Steve, you know things went downhill. That's all I can say. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! What about me, man? Uh, I, I was fighting it at first, but you know, like I don't know, man. Ever since Lil B came <laughs> out with that stuff, man, Harden he ain't been the same dude, man. Like I said, he picked it up a little bit, but he ain't been he the same dude, man. He was second half he's of the really season. really not helping himself. <laughs> he's not helping himself at all. Messing mess with the Kardashian either. It's just not. <laughs> it's not optimal, man. Right. 
What was the other? Uh, you said you got another topic you want to you want to touch on. Yeah, let's go to my Cowboys. Um, being that there's really no, I mean, I understand that you know we're done and we're most likely gonna get a top three pick the way it's starting to look. So being that there's not a jaw dropping quarterback out there because that's how big it's need, you know, to back up Tony Touchdown because eventually he's gonna break down if he hasn't already have, but. There's no app-hopping quarterbacks out there in the draft this year. So, if you was Jerry Jones, who would you draft, uh, you know, out of all the top five prospects in the draft this year? Who would you take? Jay still think we're going to the Super Bowl, so I don't think that's a consideration. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> There's a good uh, safety of corner from Florida State, I remember, if I remember looking at it. And then there's both, so I haven't looked at it hard. You got the guy from Mississippi State. I mean, we might be okay in some of those positions, but we need depth, and I, I just take the best player available, wherever they are, and make the team better. So would you even consider Henry? I mean, I know McShane's been doing No, okay, no, no running backs. He, no running backs that early. He's definitely not special. He's got no lateral movement like the rest of those Bama backs. They just run on a straight line, and they can do it in college, but you can't do it it's like Nebraska used to be. The line, so, but you can do it in college. You can't do that in the NFL. And that's why they all stink. So you're thinking, uh, what's the guy that used to play for uh, Alabama and then he came out and was trash? What's his name? He just been trash. But Lacey's trash, basically. And uh, Ingram's just been okay, not great. So I don't know. Now, I don't think he's, I don't think, I mean, I haven't looked hard. I don't think Henry's going in the first round. What do you think, Corey? No, I can't. I don't see it first round. I doubt it. I mean, they're kind of, you know, NFL GMs are superstitious. Like, they believe that crap, too. And once they see a a system back, so to speak, they'll be scared off as well. And, like, Gurley was was special. They, um, what's your was fake special. Melvin Gordon, who got drafted. And they weren't doing that anymore, but Melvin Gordon got drafted. And they were, uh, (laughs) that was fake special. I told everybody. But most of the time, before everybody said that, I think you might not have believed. And that's like a Wisconsin thing, too. But I don't necessarily even go by the school. But when you see a trend, you got to go with it. And there's a reason why these backs are not being successful in the pros with Bama, especially with none of these guys have any wiggle, any kind of lateral movement, and really any ability to make themselves small, go through the hole, because the holes are usually so big. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not making a ton of people miss. He I do I mean I see more lateral movement than with just the jump backs and stuff, but nah, I mean not in a fellow level. And we I mean you can get it back later on. You know how the backs go. Uh, you can get it back later. If you look at the back that came uh, this year, the guy from Seattle who just got hurt, I always forget his name, but it's time for me to mention it. Wrong. But that guy did well. The boy from Florida State, the fantasy stud. For Atlanta, Freeman did well. That wasn't like first round. Like you can get, you can always get back. My fantasy bust of Dula did well. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> somebody can somebody tag Glenn and all the posts he does. He needs to call in. All the I can't for some reason won't let me tag. See if you can tag him. You know he's watching. He's he, he watching DraftKings right now. Oh my God! <laughs> he's gonna keep spamming the page. Let's get. Let's do this dance thing since. We got Corey on the line. Let's talk about it. On the line, man. Go, go ahead. You posted just a little stat, slandering Dez. All right, all right. No, 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 no. Honestly, the stat was not to slander Dez in any means. You know I've liked Dez. I've always caked for Dez. I've always liked Dez. He's one of the few Cowboys I like. The dude goes hard. 
He's a hard worker. Nickel still can't run no routes, but he does what he loves play hard, man. I love that. <laughs> you haven't been with Dan since he got hit in training camp. Since Dan got hit in training camp, you've been clowning him. What, what he got? He's been getting punched and beat up, man. I'm sorry. I'm a clown anyone for getting beat up. I'm a clown a grown man for getting beat up. What you want me to do? I, I mean, totally lying on the fight. Um, but it, it, it is the deal with Cowboys fans. Y'all get so offended when somebody says any receiver is better than Dan. I've been saying for two years Antonio Brown was better than Dan, and both of y'all on the phone told me that it won't because he had two more touchdowns. They had two more touchdowns that year. Man, I, I did not hold on to that very long. Like, once I saw him, I was like, okay, Brown's still coming up. I said, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Kevin Durant. Seven PK Westbrook. Dallas was getting a lot of double teams back then, man. Oh, okay. And now I posted, I posted a simple stat. It said, five games, Odell Beckham Jr. at 1,500 yard games, and in 83 games, Dallas at the same amount. Now, how can anyone get mad at me for that stat? People start talking about Jason Witten, the run game, that, that for five years all I heard is that Romo chokes because the pressure was on him too much and he had to do too much. And last year that y'all were great because they had running game for once. Now when I post that stat all of a sudden, oh, the Cowboys been the old line with Emmitt Smith back there with people running. It's just all these just redskin-like it was just crazy. How about that dude better than Dez because he is. The fruity dude better. Like, it just is what it is. I don't even see how it's arguable. Like, so, like, that's what I am. And to be honest, I'm going to end it with this. Unless you have some really warped, elongated view of what truly elite means, I can't really say that Dez is an elite receiver from what you want a receiver to do on an everyday basis. My man still ain't good at running out. Last three years, has he not been an elite receiver? Last three years, in totality. He's put up, he's put up elite numbers the last three years. Okay. So, I'm, where are you going with this, then? Because this is, this is my whole thing. I know Odell Beckham is tearing the record books up. We all know that. But you can't deny the fact that Witten is a possession tight end. He's not a blocking tight end, which he, he's, he's very good at blocking, but the man gets 80 catches a year, basically, man, when Dad's there. How is that not how – how can you not bring that up? That's, that's definitely a factor. Because Dez still got more targets than ODB last year. And he had 170 targets the year before. It's not like y'all got all these plethora receivers. We can get in 100 targets. Yeah, guess what? You like those other people, too. Every quarterback those other people. It's not like Dez not getting targets. He doesn't miss targets as everybody besides like Brown. So it's not as though him throwing the wit and doesn't stop that man from getting those looks. They get plenty of looks. He gets plenty of looks, and he drops them when they matter most. So maybe he shouldn't get as many of them. Thank God, when they matter most. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> now, we got a comment. We got a comment for somebody on the Houston uh, on the Houston topic. It's uh, I know this guy. Che, I can't say his last name, but Che. I see him every day. Basically. Hey, he says, Kyle Austin needs the ball in his hand to be effective, and we know that's not going to happen with Harden, and rightfully so. Kyle Austin doesn't fit in. He's really not a spot-up shooter. Plenty of season left. They can still make a run. Thoughts on that comment, guys? I mean, but, see, right. yeah, Kyle Austin, though, is we're, we're using him now in the right way because 
the way we substitute, Harden goes out with about maybe six minutes, five, six minutes to go in the first. We bring Lawson in. He runs the second team. And then we'll play Harden off the ball, you know, when he comes back in in the beginning of the second quarter. But the problem is, I mean, let's be real. Ty Lawson is just not knocking shots down, man. In our offense, you've got to knock shots down or you're not you're, – you're useless. We don't need another guy that is just going to – Drive down the lane, kick. I mean, we do, but we don't need another guy that that's going to handle the ball when Harden's in there. We don't need we need Ty Lawson to be that spot up shooter at the same time. I mean, when it's fourth quarter, two minutes ago, who you want the ball to be in their hands? You want to have James Harden with the ball in their hands, or you want Ty Lawson with the ball in their hands? I, I just think yeah. the coach's philosophy is incorrect. The way he's using players is it's it's the offense. Yeah, we're getting points all day, but. If we're complaining about who's getting touches, then I think that's more on Bickerstaff than it would be on Harden. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're spot on, man. I, I can tell you watching the games. Like, I think what they're doing now makes more sense, bringing them off the bench, using them with the bench units. Bench has actually been balling. Um, but, I mean, Kyle Lawson's shooting 33%, which I want him to, which I want the coaches yeah, to do. Yeah, he started slow. Like he's the, not, like, still not balling. They're like the dude's still drunk out there. I mean, it's only so much coaches can do. They're giving them every opportunity. He's getting 26, 30 minutes a game. You're shooting 30%. Like, what you want them to do? They can't make you shoot. But uh, I do agree that at the beginning it was just it was too much. And, yeah, you do have to run pick and rolls with him and let him be a point guard. Like, there's a dude that consistently during his career averaging eight, nine, even almost ten assists a game. Like, you have to give him that freedom to run the second unit, and a lot of times the way they stagger it, they'll have, Hart, uh, they'll have Howard with the second union. So even though Ty Lawson's the point guard, when Harden goes out, Howard immediately wants his touches, so the offense starts flowing through him, gets a little stagnant. It's just weird. And at the end of the day, when people are calling Houston contenders after the trade, I immediately said, what backcourt with two minutes left can't roast Harden and Lawson <laughs> as guarding them? Like, that's a loser. Yeah, but both of them, there's nobody that's that played defense. Ever. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. All right, Maurice, we got another one on, so I'm going to put you on hold and see if we can come back. 609, name and town, name and town. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I guess it's me. It sounds like uh, 609, the, the little lady talked. I didn't understand uh, the rest of the number, but this is the one and only Gwinnett. Oh, Glenn, what's up, man? What do you want to talk about today? We got finally got you on here. Got to get you on. Oh, uh, man. Uh, let's start pushing that, too. The Around the Horn <laughs> type show. This is my man. I think I see your uh, your name more than anybody else's name every day. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. What you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Steelers? Or what's on your mind today? Oh, what is on my mind today? In all honesty, man, the Steelers is uh, feeling good about it, and, and to say the least. To be to be completely honest, man, the offense is uh, getting better by the week, and that's I mean we're without Le'Veon Bell and Marquise Townsend. That's probably the third and fourth best guy on our offenses. Uh, you know, we see we see Brock Osweiler. He's Brock Osweiler. Uh, uh, they didn't block for him really either. That's more concerning. Yeah, they. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was that, buddy? Oh, I said uh, he just got killed. All those sacks that, uh, with uh, five sacks for what's it say, uh, Mac for Oakland. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I take a look at the grand scheme of things, I, I would say the teams that Pittsburgh 
typically worries about would be your Ravens. Uh, I mean, any given Sunday, of course, but history speaking, your Ravens, your Chargers, and your Patriots. And, and we, we look at those teams today. And they all speak for themselves. Uh, the Patriots, uh, they're the Patriots, man. I don't want to – there's no discrediting any of their victories, keeping all the conspiracies How do you yourself. feel? How do you feel about going into Foxborough in January? How do you like I your feel team? great. That's what I it feel come. great. That's what it comes down to. That, and I, I was talking to Meta, uh, uh, excuse the pronunciation, uh, Bulapont, uh, about it earlier, actually, because I was – I know the line was a little banged up. I looked at the injury report. It looks like they're all pretty much probable and questionable. So come playoff time, I expect them to be back. But when it comes to Pittsburgh, I, I really feel like Jarvis Shazier is still a question mark, man. I, I, he he, we have tons of question marks in our line in our linebacking core period. But the way I feel like a lot of progression has come. I I, uh, I, I took a look at the sacks earlier, and of course against certain teams, we didn't get any against Derek Carr. We got six against San Francisco. But for the most part, just watching it, man, I really feel like James Harrison is if, – if I could say I ever had a surprise in Pittsburgh besides D'Angelo Williams, it's got to be James Harrison. You uh, you speak of a lot of the, the great pass rushers. And yeah, you wouldn't have expected him to act like that. You wouldn't have no, – I didn't expect yeah. him to, to show – I mean, his career was basically over, and he comes back, and it's like he's on fire. So, yeah, it, it was Chris, good. That's a good pick for y'all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris Collinsworth had said a couple weeks ago that the guy who made a living of just pushing people around, and when we speak to JJ Watson, he he see he doesn't see double teams as, as as frequently as he used to, but he 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 he, he kind of makes every lineman really have to account for somebody else. I mean, we have Timmons, Cameron Haywards on the up and coming, uh, and Arthur Motes. I feel like anybody at the other side of 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 uh, James Harrison seems like they're going to kind of get into the mix of things. Uh, Jarvis Jones and 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 he's been a little bit of a eh, Bud Dupree. I mean, I, I, when it comes down to the, the 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 playoffs, and I see the Patriots, I feel very very good because we know Tom doesn't like <laughs> contact very much. And I feel like we might really be able to bring that what they're having there. They they you know I didn't uh, see how long Blunt is out. How long is uh? Now they're saying the season. They're saying the season now. Uh, Just came uh, out so the last thirty minutes. He's done. That might not be a big deal. He was getting seven, eight, nine, ten carries the past couple yeah, games. Yeah, they were reducing his game. role anyway. So I mean, they're passing the ball anyway. So that to me, I mean, I, I'm not. Who was the guy they? Who did they pick up again? I or think supposedly? they just signed Monty Ball, which is not Monty uh, Ball. I've never that's why. Yeah, but maybe Belichick can do something with it nobody else has. But yeah, I've never I'm been saying, really what, high on him. Right, right. I mean, like you always say, how good is a guy if teams are letting him go? And uh, I mean, I, I I don't even really remember. Yeah, I don't even think was he really even making noise in Denver. I can't even remember honestly. I won't no, lie. he I never did anything. Really... Eventually, yeah, let he... go. Hillman was so, better. I mean, DJ Anderson ended up being a lot better actually too. So what, uh, know, uh, what about your chance of making the playoffs? I don't know if you know off offhand like who y'all got up next, but I know right now you've got the Jets ahead of you, uh, and you've oh, got yeah. the Chiefs. Really Do you think y'all gonna get in? Uh, you know, I, I meant to, I didn't, I looked at that briefly. I tried to find like playoff picture and what ifs, and I didn't really find what I was looking for. I see the Broncos are in regardless. Uh, I mean, who, what is their playoff picture looking like? One second. Yeah, see, it's like. And I think we might win these next three. I want to say that just because, I mean, what would I be if I didn't? 
but I'm <laughs> not sure on saying, the, right? I'm not sure on the the, the the complete schedule, like you said at the top of my head, of the teams that it would depend on. I think uh where are we at here? Oh yeah, let's see the Jets and the Chiefs play. I think I saw that the Chiefs have uh let me see, oh, get this thing off my screen. See, yeah, I, I want to say we're gonna win. We're, we're going, we're going eleven and five. That, that's how okay. I'm coming. That, 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 that's that's where I'm that coming. That should probably get you in. You would think. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm... All right, thank you, Glenn. We got another caller. Thank you for your call, Glenn. Call next time. We got. I'm gonna bring you back, Maurice, and you can you can jump in and answer any of these questions that come up as well. We got six one four. Name and city, sir. Or ma'am. Yeah. I'm the man with the plan from Richmond. Oh, you can't Lord, just say you your know. name. That's why I can't get black people, man. Y'all can't just say yeah, your name. You can't just say your name either. You can't just say Allen from Richmond. You got to do all that. <laughs> nah, because I'm, I'm Allen from Amherst. I don't need, I'm not even from Richmond, so. Oh, you're not from Richmond. What, uh, no. Well, I, they told me, this is what I heard at the flag football tournament that you were at, that Richmond is no longer claiming you after what happened to you. That's what I heard. That's a rumor. Oh, I I don't know I don't know what they're talking about. What what happened to me? I was assassinated. <laughs> hey, they said it was like I don't know. It, it reminded me like when they put a. It was, they said they were comparing you to Brandon Davis and not in a favorable light. Man, <laughs> look, I dropped um, one remotely bad pass, and then I caught a pass and put my team in score position after I got grunked. I didn't even fumble. Tore my ACL and didn't fumble. Most people just let go of the ball and act all crazy. <laughs> what do you want? I'm not even going. I'm so sick of y'all flag football. There's two things I'm sick of. It's flag football and DraftKings. So, oh. <laughs> so I definitely don't want to get on those subjects. But those are well, two things I'm sick of on the page. But I'm on my Pete Rose, though. I don't mess with DraftKings, but I, I definitely bet on baseball, so I might not ever get in the Hall of Fame either. Are <laughs> we sponsored by DraftKings? I don't even understand what what goes through your mind when you're suspended from baseball for for 26 years, I think it is, and for betting on baseball, and you still are actually doing it. <laughs> like what? He justified everything, but Selig did up until the last minute. Like even when, once the new commissioner came in, like I said, he's very liberal. He's changing changing the rules. He's trying to make it more appealing to to the everyday Americans, and and he doesn't seem to have that that uh, old school by the book mentality. Yeah. yeah. So when Pete got his pretty much his uh, his hearing, I was like, oh, you know, this will probably be you know something that'll go over real quick. They'll come out maybe like a week or so, try to do it uh, after the big signings of the winter meetings to generate a little publicity. You know, Pete'll be back in. Everybody be happy. And then you see what he said, and I'm like, dude. And he's like, oh, I put him in a bad spot. No, you didn't. You made it pretty easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> you actually gave him a justification to do it and not look like the bad guy. It's just like, but his interview is just, it's like, I don't do the DraftKings. I don't do the stock market. I have to have a little fun. <laughs> he said, you know, you get bored. You got to live in Vegas. You got to find something to do. <laughs> Come on, Pete. And, and I, why would you even say that you did it? I lied. They had to prove to me that they had me red-handed. If they had a video camera and it was a picture of me gambling on baseball, I would not admit it. In that situation, no. 
Yeah, I mean, even the uh, evidence that outside the lines uh, presented was circumstantial and, and, and easy to dispute. I mean, it looks like Pete Rose handwriting. Man, come on, dog. You ain't seen him write it. They've got that man from like the 70s. I'm like, yo, who holds on to that crap, yo? And there's and, no and way a handwriting just, expert, well, I'm sure they can say, but there's no way a handwriting expert can say what your handwriting looked like in the 70s. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going for that. <laughs> I just but, see. I, I would have just lied. I'm not going to lie. Hey, but um, I wanted to jump in on the uh, Patriot conversation, uh, ahead, even though it was a conversation. Um, I'm not, I'm not uh, opposed to Monte Ball making an impact um, eventually in the Patriot system. I think Monte Ball uh, – got a bad rep because he couldn't hold on to the ball, ironically, with his last name being Ball. But I think that was the thing about him. He just couldn't hold on to the ball. And then, you know, when you're when you're relatively young and, and you you lose that confidence and that, that feeling of immortality, you know, because he was pretty much handed the starting position. And then Anderson took it. And then, uh, what's his name? Um, Gilman came in as well. So it became like a three-way competition. And, and the fact he couldn't hold on to the ball – he lost confidence. They changed systems. Uh, he didn't really fit that style that I think was Kubiak uh, is there now. I don't think he fit that style. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think um, the way the Patriots run out of the shotgun, uh, the way they also like to look for the back out the back. So if he can figure out how to hold on to the ball, I think he'll be an instant impact. I think he'll be a lot better than people want to give him credit for because he's still got good good uh, mileage on him. Like, you know, he's not – He's not yeah, a, he's not banged up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, if Hot Topic can come back and make impact, being out the league for four years, I think Ball can come in and in, in, in a system like the Patriots, where they've used people like Kevin Falk and stuff like that in the past um, that people have written off. I think he can he can make an impact. All right. If you're listening, the chat room is open, and I just put a link on the website. You can communicate with us even quicker. There's a chat room through Blog Talk Radio. I'm not sure if you got to sign up to do it, but if not. But it's a good way to keep up with the show anyway, if you do sign up with Blog Talk Radio. We got another caller. We have six. We have another 609. 609-705, name and city. It's Spencer, man. Fairfax. Who is it? Spencer. Oh, what's up, Spencer, my man, the king of memes. Even though yeah, we uh, James, James was slacking anyway, so we we might start calling you the meme guy because I don't know what well, I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> what do you want to discuss? Late, Alan, you, know? you can chip in. You can jump in whatever you, know. you want, Alex. <laughs> well, honestly, I you know I was just working on that meme there, and then I heard Glenn calling, and I heard the six oh nine number. I was like, oh shit, uh, he's going in there by himself. So you know, I had to jump in. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know him, I Huh? That's your crew, Glenn and Reese, and uh, who else is the people? Your people that you brought? Free yeah, Reef, free Reef, man, free Reef. Free <laughs> <laughs> <Good old Reef. laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have anything in particular to talk about. Uh, you know, I could touch on Monty Ball a little bit. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from him coming out of school, coming out of Wisconsin. Uh, I just wasn't sure if he was going to have the same impact. Uh, I don't know. I kind of had the same vibe as some of the Alabama players, but kind of like you guys were touching on, if anyone can do it, uh, Belichick will figure something out. Kind of if you can't make it in that system, if you can't find a spot for you, you know, Chip Kelly might try one more time. Then you're probably done. But, 
uh, outside of that, uh, you know, don't got a whole lot of other things to talk about. Um, you know, well, who's Bills, your, your Gators? Your Bills Gators done, guy. Who do y'all play in the? Uh, who do y'all play in your bowl game? You gonna win? Uh, yeah, nah, we're gonna win because we're playing a Big Ten team. So, but we're playing against Yo, Michigan. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what, what, what Big Ten team you playing? Man, we're playing Michigan, man. Nah, Michigan's gonna be ready, baby. Harbor got a lot of fans. Florida ain't got no offense, man. They can't score. He barely scored 14 against Vandy, against Florida. Yeah, man. Yeah, but we don't gotta pass the ball against this team. We've already seen the blueprint. We're gonna we're gonna play some Urban Meyer offense against them. It's, it's over. It's over. It's done. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have you seen Michigan play? Because I don't even like Harbaugh, and this is one thing they do well. They play defense. But the last couple of games, they got ran on a lot. Uh, I think who was the yeah, Indiana game? They almost got ran on. They almost got beat. And then uh, Ohio State. Ohio State is special with their running game. But they had the last couple of games, they got ran on. But, yeah, the defense is good. And I would imagine they'll be well-rested and ready to go. But, honestly, you know what Florida reminds me of, especially without your quarterback that took the PEDs? It reminds me of on uh, NCAA when you put the receiver at quarterback <laughs> and they just kind of run around, and they can't nah, throw. That's true. And, it, and it sounds like a good idea, but the receiver's got like a 30 pass uh, accuracy. And so you try, <laughs> and it works a couple plays, but no, it's not good. No, nah, that's true. But honest, in all honesty, uh, you know, our defense, mainly our defensive line, we've been banged up the past couple of games. I mean, that's not an excuse. We still almost won one of those games that we had some kind of offense. But uh, I think that's going to help us a lot. And you know, I think it, honestly, I I look I look at all of our games for like the past couple of years. Like it's probably be ugly. So anytime we score like a passing touchdown, it's a big deal. But no, I think we got a chance. <laughs> you got a chance as long as it's zero zero. But if Michigan if Michigan lose to Florida, that's a step back from the Michigan program. I don't care. What yeah, they really says. won't be feeling very good about that. <laughs> there's no excuse for losing to a team that struggles to put up at least. 20 points, man. Like, your defense offense, is good, though. I will give Florida credit. The defense is good. And y'all ahead of schedule, too. I mean, yeah, we definitely overachieved. I mean, that's why, uh, you know, Coach Mack, he won Coach of the Year in the SEC this year because we were supposed to be terrible. I think we were, like, started preseason like and ranked us, like, fifth or sixth in the East, <laughs> like, the past three years, man. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, Spencer, I'm going to let you go. Uh, let's see if Maurice is back, and we can jump Maurice back in here. Uh, Maurice, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, what I'm here. both of y'all, I mean, and I talked about it earlier, uh, well, we can go either way, but let's go with, we didn't really, Cam Newton. Cam, if, if Cam Newton is your MVP, is he also the best quarterback in the league? Yeah. Either one of y'all. Oh, Cam. <laughs> yes, he is MVP. But, no, he's not the best QB in the league. I don't want to spit nothing out there because I don't really know, like, his exact numbers. But Cam is a game changer. Don't get me wrong. He he does everything that you would want a quarterback to do except, I don't know, I, I just I, I watch Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and I can't put him in that quarterback class, which is not a bad thing. Like, people are going to say that's hating on him or whatever. But as a quarterback, like I don't, I wouldn't consider him the best just because he doesn't do the things your prototypical quarterback, but most people would want your quarterback to do. But I mean, 
this year though, I like he had a pass on Sunday. I don't know if y'all seen it or not. That went through like three, went back three defenders and then hit like his receiver dead in the hands. I mean, he he's getting a lot better. I think he's came a long way even from last year as a quarterback. But no, I wouldn't consider him in Corey's words elite yet. What What do you think, um, Allen? Um, he's MVP, but no, he's not the best quarterback. And um, I know people just – it's so easy to be considered the best at the quarterback position if your team just wins. You don't even have to put up amazing stats. You just have to pretty much win, and people will just be like, oh, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. But, I mean, Cam's playing above and beyond what I expected him to play this year, especially after Benjamin went down. Um, he's showing leadership qualities. Uh, he's clearly got a grasp of their offense. But um, to me, you need to be not only a winner, but statistically superior to be considered the best. And you see that in the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers when they are playing at MVP level status. They're also statistically the superior quarterback. And I haven't seen that from Cam Newton. And I know some people will be like, well, stats aren't everything. But if we're talking about the best, it's got to be involved in that equation. Somebody posted uh, Russell Wilson's uh, numbers compared to Cam's, and Russell's putting up better numbers. He's just also got five losses, I think. So, again, you, to me, you're not going to ever be undisputed unless you're also winning and statistically superior. Yeah, I, I agree with that to some degree. Even though I would say the last four, five, six, seven games, I would say that he, he competes right up there with the other people. But he's just – because at one point he had 54%. When we first started talking about Cam being in the MVP conversation, 54% completion percentage. Now he's up to 59. He's been very hot. I will say it's against bad defenses. I think the difference between Cam and Brady, the differences are subtle. And Cam is just as valuable to his team as Brady is. But, again, if you're talking about individual performance, if your stats don't equal the other person's, that's what you did. Like, you can't just make it up and say, oh, it's the eye test. Well, no, your stats are what you did. And then a lot of people like to use this argument about the drops. So let me, I started to investigate. The highest, the team with the most drops, well, no, the Patriots have 27 drops on the year. The Carolina Panthers have 19 drops on the year. Patriots throw a lot more, but, 5.1 of the passes that Tom Brady and the Patriots have thrown have been dropped. 4.8% of the drops have come for Carolina. And a lot of people like to do Ted Ginn. They say, oh, well, look at this and look at that. And there's some of those are touchdowns. But they also don't look at the inaccuracies that Cam has. And most, I guarantee you, nobody that's voting for Cam Newton for MVP knows that the Patriots have a higher drop percentage than the Panthers do. Edelman has more okay. drops than Ted, yeah. Yeah, they, they Edelman has more drops than Ted Ginn and a higher percentage of his, of his uh, drop. He has a higher drop percentage of passes ever come to him. They should know because Brandon LaFell came from uh, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina has no hands. <laughs> no hands whatsoever. Terrible, man. How you get in the league like that? He's big. Jeez. He's really big. Disgusting. We had a – and we got a comment. I got some comments. Some people have made some comments, which, which still work for us. We can do comments if you don't want to call in. But I think we're saying Jennifer Johnson, who doesn't post that much, but I'm in that inbox. But um, <laughs> actually, she's a Clemson fan. And she said, <laughs> actually, I think we've proven ourselves by beating three top ten 
team. She's talking about Clemson. I don't know who the heck the top ten teams were. But uh, I guess they beat, what, Notre Dame and they beat Florida State. But I'm not going that far with that team. And how we've made it this far yet, the general public still doubts us just because we haven't been there since 1981, which is a good reason to doubt you, Jennifer, uh, which will always give us more reason to play harder, to prove them wrong, to shock the nation, baby. What do you guys think are the chances of the Clemson Tigers winning the college football playoff? I'll go, I'll go first, Maurice, because I've been waiting to rant on the SEC and how fucking lame Alabama is. I hate Alabama. I hate Clemson. <laughs> They're so overrated the last couple years. If Clemson gets a hold of Alabama, they're going to whip their ass just like uh, Oregon did last year. They're not good enough to handle these athletic, wide-open offenses. And then Clemson's got the athletes to go man-to-man. And they've also got the athletes to, uh, you know, get in the box and, and slow Henry down. It's just it's just ridiculous. And, and the reason why – Clemson's not going to get respect. The reason why a lot of these other teams are not going to get respect is because America is so closet-minded when it comes to uh, – or closed-minded when it comes to college football. They only know powerhouse teams and powerhouse conference. ACC football has been on the downslide for the last probably five, six, seven years. Um, you're not going to get that kind of respect. Even though, hand-to-head, the ACC keeps consistently kicking the SEC's ass, especially last year, it was pretty embarrassing – for the SEC when it came to bowl games and matched up against ACC teams, you're still not going to get their respect. But I think Clemson's got uh, a good chance if they can get by Oklahoma. That's going to be a problem. What do you think, Marius? Yeah, I honestly think that that's the team to beat is Oklahoma. Um, I haven't watched – I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched really any of Clemson this year. This is the ACC. I know Allen Nathan beat to watch. Man, they're, they're, they're horrible this year. It's really – I mean, Chris Sams, you my homie and all, but, man, the Florida State <laughs> stuff, man. That, that, I'm telling hey, you, man. Why can't like, talk about my squad, dog? <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting know, your man. squad, too. I know, man. I keep forgetting <laughs> your squad, man. But, like, I, the ACC is horrible this year, man. I, so, I really can't say what I expect from Clemson because I, I really didn't watch them this year. I know Oklahoma got they 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 really they got a really really good run game and their quarterback's pretty good and Alabama that's, I watched them a lot this year they they I don't know it, they got to give Henry the ball like forty times for them to be successful and Michigan State if there's any team that could stop that run game it would be Michigan State they have a really good defense they've had yeah, a really good defense go right for the last three four years um, my prediction actually is Michigan State and Oklahoma. And I think Oklahoma takes it. Oklahoma's been real explosive. I just don't want to hear Dalton Collins all on the page. But I mean, I, I, I do think they're the best team in the whole in the whole thing this year. Sorry, Jennifer. That's I don't a, know much about Clemson though. Hey, if if you're listening and you're an NFL scout, do not draft Henry. I've told you. Just remember, I said that. Don't draft. Well, him. according to according to, and this is gonna make me sound salty, but it just came up. According to a podcast in the in the, in the past. And a certain member who who will not be named, I'm going to go Harry Potter here, and they they call him he who will not be named. Bamabacks don't have any history in the NFL of failing, and he hadn't heard anything about that. The knowledgeable. Oh, my God. The knowledgeable <laughs> one. I'm like, that's the most common what? stereotype in football besides the fact that the second, the corners suck too for Bama. Bamabacks and corners are not draftable. 
I do, man. Hey, look, remember I I even corrected said person on my podcast, which was sad. And he kept coming at it. Uh, yep. Yeah, I was like, you're you're an Alabama fan, and you you've never heard this. I was like, I don't even follow college football as closely as <laughs> at the time. I didn't, I didn't follow college football that closely, and even I knew. I was like, yo, and I started naming the names like these don't ring a bell. <laughs> he was still, he was still stuck on it. But um, I don't, I don't think uh, I like Michigan State. Um, I like honestly, I like all the Big Ten teams uh, except for Ohio State, and that's just because I just Marcus and Chase just make it hard for me to to want to root for them. Um, the super fans, and it's very not hard for Marcus and Chase. Oh my God, they make me so frustrated. But I liked Ohio State. There's so many teams I liked before. Like I didn't have beef with them until I started the group, like the Celtics, the Jays, Ohio State, and Marcus and Chase. So many people, so many uh, <laughs> teams that I can't stand now because of people in the group. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be hard for them to play the style of football necessary to. Uh, to beat Alabama, I think. I think the way they play plays into Alabama's hands. But yeah, uh, I don't I think, think anybody can beat I, Alabama at Smash Mouth football. Yeah, but I think uh, Oklahoma and uh, Clemson are going to work a number on them um, just because they're just going to be more explosive on offense. Clemson's, Clemson's fun to watch, man, when, when Dabo is calling plays and the punters are not doing dumb stuff. I mean, they <laughs> – they make for an exciting game. They they ran a screen pass on uh, Miami. I'll never forget it. I'd never seen anything like it. Um, and I swear to you, they had the guy had like eight blockers in front of him. It was such a great, greatly executed screenplay. So I, I like what he's done. Um, I know speaking on behalf of ACC fans, uh, Dabble took a lot of heat when he got selected to be coaching, and Clemson has taken a lot of heat as a program over the last four to five years. Um, Clemsoning is synonymous with failures, uh, but they're doing good, and I'm, I'm happy for the program. Uh, let's move to Odell Beckham for all the jokes that we've had, and we'll try to keep those Odell. off the podcast. Uh, I, I'm going to call him the Red Viper, though, because he, uh, <laughs> if you watch Game of Thrones, you'll know what I mean. But uh, where does he stand in your mind? And this is a hard one for me because I hate the Giants, but where does he stand in your mind in the NFL right now since he's been in the NFL and however you rank receivers, where is he? Do you start he's first, Marcus, since he talk? I said it. Um, man, I, I got to say, right now, if we're talking right now, uh, Antonio Brown, Julio, probably ODB, number three. I mean, he carries a sorry team. The Giants are horrible, and he makes it possible for any time they have success. I think I, I, uh, they were talking about this morning, basically since he's been playing, and I, this is not exact, but they're like 7-6 and six when he gets over 13, target, 13 or more targets or double-digit targets, but they're like 3-10 and 10 or something like that when he is not tar- when he's targeted under 10 times. He, he carries that team. Yeah, my, my bad. My stupid dog started barking. That's why they cut it off, but – yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I got to go to my third best. Right now, Antonio Brown is head and shoulders better than everybody. I, I hate to admit that to Corey, but it's the truth. Um, he called it a little then, early. He did call it early. Yeah, Julio, Julio, is, he's cooled off a little bit, but, I mean, 
the numbers he put up. Julio, Julio is too. Julio will have three or four or five big games that'd be crazy. Then the rest of the season will be average. It's just kind of yeah, always... yeah. But the the numbers he put up early, man, I still got to rank him number two just because it holds weight. Like the the things he yeah, was doing to the NFC East, man, he was tearing the NFC East apart. And obviously, <laughs> you're seeing the NFC East secondaries, all of them are trash. But yeah, I. Number three, man. I, I got to go with three. I can't think of nobody else. I mean, excuse me if I'm forgetting somebody, but I can't think of anybody else right now playing better than ODB except for those two. Yeah. What about you, uh, <clears throat> IBS Jesus? <laughs> I think I think uh, you got to put him in your uh, top five. Um, I know there's a lot of people who are hating. No matter how you spin it, he's top five. Um, he's in my top three. I won't say he's the best just because um, I feel like I still need more of a sample size to consider him the best. But in current form, um, I think he's a top three guy. I, I, he, he faded against the Cowboys, I think, the first time they played uh, this season. kind of bothered me, but he's been pretty consistent uh, over the last six, seven weeks. Um, I, it doesn't surprise me, the statistic, that if they don't get him the ball, they lose. <laughs> um, and, he, and he's done – and the thing that stands out to me – is that he's done it at such a, a high level with people knowing that he's pretty much 95% of that offense and they still can't really stop him. And, I mean, it's not it's not just catches. I mean, the guy's making big plays, 50, 60, 70, 80-yard touchdowns. Like, you don't see that from elite receivers on a consistent basis because most people make you work for it. But it, maybe it's because he plays against a lot of NFC East teams. I don't know. Um, I'd be <laughs> – I, I, I mean, I would honestly like to see what his, um, his breakdowns are. Yeah, in regards to – But know, last night he went off, and that was time. Miami, you know, most of these. So. Yeah, yeah. And Grimes yeah. is a quality corner, though. So, you know, it's not yeah. just not just in a you – know. and, we'll, and we'll see what's, what's up next week because I think he's got Josh Norman. Um, yeah, we'll we, will see. Week, we yeah. will see. But, you know, you know what makes him stand out, though? is that he's the rare combination of good route running, quickness, and speed. And Yeah, usually like they don't have much, Usually guys have one. Yeah. And he has a size, too. Yeah, he's he's really not – he's not uh, a small guy. And, he, and I hate to say this considering that uh, he's odexual, but uh, he's long, you know, like his, his <laughs> arms are long and stuff like that. He's got he's got big hands as well. So he's got – you know, when, when people break Little down – the body types of, of the athletes, I think that's something people don't pay attention to um, in regards to average fans when they're going through uh, the scouting reports of, of the draft. Like, they talk about those things. They literally break you down body parts and everything, and, and they, I think they noted how big his hands were for a guy his size and how long his arms were um, as well. And those are good attributes to have, especially if you have strong hands. You can catch the yeah. ball away from your body and, and secure it. Um, but um, – I like Odell. All right, I got to let you go because we only got 15 seconds. Thank you, everybody oh, that right. called. That's Thank good. you, my admins that called. They were on there. Uh, listen, I'm going to try to do this every Tuesday. Rate us on Three iTunes. Rate us yeah. And we are out. <laughs> All right.